This special S-Class interview with Ray Santiago, a.k.a. Pablo from Ash vs. the Evil Dead, is brought to you by Gamefly. Gamefly is a monthly subscription service with over 8,000 new and used games. They also have a video subscription service as well. Basically what Gamefly does is you give them a list of the games that you want, and they send you the game. And then when you're done with it, you send it back to Gamefly, and they send you the next game that's on your list. Say you like the game a lot, you can actually pay a fee you know, for a used game, and then you just keep the game. So it's pretty awesome. There's never a late fee as long as you're paying your subscription service. So it, it saves you a lot of money that way. Back in my day when we had Blockbuster, I got killed on late, on late fees. So this, this is pretty cool. There's a bunch of really cool games that are coming out. The Bioshock Collection just came out. Uh, Record came out recently as well. A few other upcoming titles that I'm looking forward to playing are Battlefield 1, uh, Titanfall 2, which I played the beta for. I'm a huge fan of that game. I didn't get a chance to play the first one, so I'll be happy to play uh, Titanfall 2 on the PS4. Final Fantasy 15, which is uh, great. I, I love Final Fantasy games. It'll be cool to get back into them. And uh, also The Last Guardian, if that game ever comes out. So if you do me a favor and go to GameflyOffer.com forward slash BTI, you will receive your first month of subscription service for free on us. So once again, it's GameflyOffer.com forward slash BTI for your first month of service for free on us. And now, Klaatu Barato. <laughs> There is a story so strange in its implications that it defies ordinary classification. Blackers in black times infinity. All right, so welcome to Black and the Black Times Infinity. I'm uh, Cthulhu's Prodigy. Alongside me, we have Old Ninja, Blue, and Kronos. This is a special S-Class interview. We have Ray Santiago with us from Ash vs. Evil Dead. What's up, fam? Most most people like don't get when I make that sound, but um, for all the diehard fans out there, it's the opening of our show. Yeah. Uh, so so that's that's that noise that I just made. Oh man, that's so great! The, the show is amazing. We're we're all fucking excited over here, man. It's gonna be great. Um, you play Pablo, obviously, on Ash vs Evil Dead, stars incredible show that we actually voted for uh one of the best shows of last year mm -hmm. um and i thank I, you so much i agree with you <laughs> <laughs> and i just wanted to kick it off i mean i'm gonna just jump in and, and we're gonna ask you some questions so thank you um towards the end okay. of last season pablo ash and kelly were on their way to jacksonville after the truce with ruby who's uh played by lucy lawless how do you think pablo is feeling about the truce um well I think he's pretty, um, I, I don't think that Pablo actually is as concerned about the truce as he should be. I think he's still in shock from having birthed uh, yeah. <laughs> that I out of his mouth. Uh, so I would say he knows that it's a Band-Aid and it's going to have to be ripped off at some point. But I don't think that he, I think he's frankly in shock from the fact that he just birthed these demons out of his mouth, that he's still alive and that maybe it's over. But um, I don't think he buys it for a second. As far as Ruby's concerned, I don't trust that bitch. I don't like that <laughs> You can't uh, trust her. So, so um, you know, I, I don't. I don't think he feels. Uh, he feels like the truth is the truth. Truth is temporary. So I'm glad you brought up that uh, birthing that uh, that dead eye baby. What was that like filming that scene? Cause I was like, whoa, what the fuck. <laughs> I mean, dude. I, all I have to say is I'm glad they decided for the for the birthing scene to be out of my mouth and not the other hole. Oh <laughs> man! 
<laughs> I don't the think pee-pee the world would have enjoyed that, and neither would have I. Oh, uh, you never know. It made for good TV. Fans are a little funky and crazy. Maybe they would have liked it, but um, look, it's not every day that you birth demons out of your mouth. And uh, I'll never forget when I called my mom and told her, like, "Hey, uh, I just I just did this scene where I had to give birth." demons out of my mouth anytime i try to explain what our show is about and what i did at work it just never sounds uh it never sounds good it just never makes sense it's pretty ridiculous i'm like yeah there's a book and then the book is on my face and then i'm giving birth and then i'm choking this chick and it's like sounds like a bad you know snuff film yeah (laughs) bad snm film Um, but you know listen i think at, at the end of season one you know, I went through that incredible, you know, experience. And then season two, you know, we find Pablo still sort of suffering the trauma um, that happened in the cabin. And he's a bit darker uh, than than last season. He's tormented by these visions of darkness. And well, one thing's for sure, he has an undeniable connection to the Necronomicon. And, um, you know, there's no escaping that. Now, you brought up season two. We kind of got a sneak peak of season two are we allowed mm-hmm. to talk about it yes so well, yeah. a, what have this... you seen have you seen one and two yes. yeah we saw episode one and two we're, we're, uh, not, we're not releasing this until after okay so it was really inter- it. there's a scene where lucy lawless character ruby has you strung up and um you're kind of mm-hmm. in a weird awkward like snm position <laughs> uh were you actually like yeah. tied up that way or was it like where you have like a harness on or like how did that scene go well i'm definitely suspended in the air and my hands were tied behind my back and I was definitely hogtied. Um, no, there's no easy way to do that. Um, they, did, they did offer to bring me down uh, in between takes, but um, was there a safe I word? decided that I wanted to stay up there and I was Damn. like, nope, I'm good. I got, and so I stayed suspended in that position for a good part of the day, um, you know, luckily I'm pretty athletic and, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, I practice yoga, I work out with the trainer. So I was pretty much prepared for this season. I knew that they were going to probably put me through a blender of bloody situations. And I just tried to bring my a game, uh, you know, because that's, that's, that's the world we live in, the evil dead world. Anything can happen. And as you will come to, to see, uh, I, I, I got this. Uh, and that is one of Pablo's one-liners <laughs> this season. I got this. And, and many, in many situations, he does not have it handled. <laughs> but uh, he, he continuously thinks he does. And so, uh, but yeah, I um, personally, I was up in the air for a good part of the day. That's not the last time you'll see me hogtied on this show. <laughs> we'll come back later this season. And I just plugged my headphones in and put some Requiem for a Dream music on and wow. tried to embrace the darkness of, you know, the Evil Dead world and just go with it, man. Because nice. I got this. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, actually, I got I got a question. Uh, this is Old Ninja here. Uh, I got a question from your past. So your first, I guess, big movie debut uh was with someone that prodigy on our podcast he's like been in love with for years uh you were in girl fight and you've worked you had the chance to work with uh michelle rodriguez can you tell us just a little bit about that experience uh yeah you know so girl fight i was uh 12 when i shot the movie i I think i turned 13 on set so you're talking baby ray (laughs) baby ray got to meet michelle michelle and i met at the audition uh, in the room, and um, 
I remember I walked into the room and I uh, was sitting across from her and I was scared. Uh, <laughs> I've never cool. met somebody who has such a strong uh, energy. She looked like a, a, a lion or a tiger that would just uh, destroy you if, 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 uh, if she had to. But at the same time, you know, she also had the vulnerability and the softness um, in her eyes once she spoke to me. And I think that you're sitting opposite each other, and she was so masculine in all of her, uh, you know, Michelle Rodriguez-ness. And I was sitting over there like a little dorky nerd, and the juxtaposition uh, that we have uh, between characters, you know, her being the sort of, like, masculine fighter and me being the artsy, like, little brother, puny little brother who gets his ass kicked, was probably what the director saw. But, um, you know, we didn't think that we were going to make uh, Sundance winner, and uh, Girl Fight went on to, you know, win Best Picture at Sundance, and um, working with her was amazing. She's crazy. She's got crazy <laughs> energy, but it's infectious, and we love it. And as you can see, she's a star. Wow. Yeah. I think everything that you described about Michelle Rodriguez is why Prodigy's in love with her. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. And, too, what the hell? and also, I, I, I will say, she came up to me, dude, like, you got to keep a <coughs> strong core around her because she, when she says what's up to you, she will, like, punch you in the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> It's not a light punch. Hey, how are you? It's like, you better engage your core or else you're going to fucking puke. But she said to me, uh, I remember, I said, so what do you want to do once the film's done? She's like, I want to be an action star. Mm. And there you go. She, mm. she pretty much is what she set out to be. So yeah. kudos to her. Love her a long time. And, uh, you know, I'm super stoked um, that she's doing this project right now that's been causing a bit of controversy. Yeah. Which one? Which one are you talking about? Uh, she's doing this movie where she plays a assassin, uh, uh, a male assassin who undergoes like a surgery that he doesn't want oh. to by some uh, crazy surgeon, and like she plays a male assassin who is go, undergoes like a surgery where she then becomes uh, a woman. So oh. it's like a whole thing, and the trans community is uh, not okay with it. But it's an interesting project. And, uh, and, you know, she, she's always doing sort of interesting projects, so I'm interested to see her play a man. That's, yeah. that's right. interesting that the trans community is <laughs> kind of up in arms because you ever heard of uh, Fallon Fox? You know who that is? I'm sorry? Do you know who Fallon Fox is? No, I don't. She's a, uh, she's a transgender MMA fighter. So she was, a, she was a man, and then she transitioned to being a woman, and now she fights as a woman in MMA. And that was like, a lot of people were up in arms about that in like, just like the athlete world. So that'll be interesting to see how it'll play out in a movie. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get it back to Ash. Yeah. I mean, I mean, listen, you know, people just, people want to be who they want to be and they should be allowed and people want to make whatever they want to make and they should be allowed. And, yeah. you know, people have their opinions and they're yeah. allowed. We okay. don't have to subscribe to them, but. We certainly have a choice to be whoever the fuck we want to be. Totally there you go. Off, yeah. I, I got a question here. So here's the thing. Pablo and that friendy, uh, flirty, <laughs> friend-zoning thing between Pablo and Kelly is awesome. I love that in season one. Um, how do you think Pablo will interact with Kelly, even though we've seen a little bit of season two already, for, throughout this season? And will his game improve? Listen, you know, Pablo wants three things in this evil dead world, and that is to stay alive, 
get the girl and be a hero. And I can sort of tell you that you can expect one of those things to happen. (laughs) The relationship between him and Kelly, I would say, um, look, I'm DTF. (laughs) 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 They they just got to write that shit in. (laughs) Wait and willing. I I think what's uh, interesting is that... um, you know, we have this weird relationship uh, where we are sort of like brother and sister on the show, uh, or it's, it sort of like starts to form that way. And it's like, well, do you, you know, to me, uh, she's like the stepsister that you want to bone. Um, <laughs> but she's going to totally make me work for it, and she's not going to be easy. So I think once she starts to see that Pablo is not just this naive, you know, loyal sidekick to ass, and in season two is sort of becoming the hero that he never thought he could be, you know, and idolizing Ash, he's starting to understand who he, he himself wants to be, and so starts to open up the eyes of everybody uh, around him to perhaps the fact that he is... Um, something a little bit more than we all thought he could possibly ever be. Season two takes place over the course of eight days, so a lot of, ha- a lot of things happen, but there's not a lot of times because we're constantly on the go and running. Uh, but um, there, were some, there were quite a few women on top of me this season, I will say. <laughs> it's funny how most of them died, though. That's, that's kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's usually how the story goes. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can get a hashtag going, uh, Pablo Seal the Deal. Yeah. Oh. Hashtag on Twitter. Hash, yeah, for sure. Hashtag Pablo Seal the Deal. I mean, you know, um, I just want to say it's an incredible opportunity to have this, this role and to be part of this franchise, um, you know, not only because it's been around for so long, but because in a time where I feel like Latino people are, are literally, people are trying to build walls around us. Um, I think it's important for the world to see diversity on television. And with Pablo, we get to see him be the first Latin American psychic to a horror genre on television. Ooh. And it's a positive betrayal of a Latino. And I've made a living off of playing gangbangers and drug dealers on mm-hmm. television. And, you know, everybody has their stories to tell. But certainly the thing that ties me to Pablo and that is, you know, uh, the, the, the root of Pablo and I and that is similar is that both Pablo and I want to be heroes. We want to leave our mark on the world and we want to change the world. And I think with me as an actor, I get to do that by playing Pablo. And I think with Pablo, it's by saving the world from deadites and demons and being part of this uh, ultimate monster fighting squad. Nice. Can, wow. can I ask a real quick question? Sorry to Go jump ahead. in, but so I found a really captivating quote of yours online and it said... As a kid, I wanted to be the person running from the monster. I also wanted to be the person saving people from the monster. I wanted to be a superhero. And it sounds like Pablo to you is fulfilling that dream. Is that right? That is absolutely correct. I mean, uh, you know, basically what I was saying is that as a kid, you sort of run around the house and you play superheroes and villains with your friends. And, you know, that's, that's, that's what you do to pass the time. And I guess I get the opportunity to do that for a living now and and uh, I'm just really excited that I found a home on a show where the uh, the character and the stuff that we're doing isn't boring isn't cliche and uh, I feel as though I have something on my hands I have a, I have a duty to the fans and to the creator of what I you know who I think is the creator of the cult classic comedic horror genre Sam Raimi mm-hmm. is to to not let him down not let the fans down so I go to work every day 
wanting to be covered in as much blood as possible, <laughs> wanting to do craziest, you know, craziest stunts because, you know, for 30 years, that's what the fans have been clamoring for. And, and now they got Bruce Campbell and they got Lucy Lawless mm-hmm. and they got Lee Majors and they got Dana DeLorenzo and Ray Santiago were the newbies to the franchise. And, you know, out of respect, I got to, I gotta, I gotta bring what I can bring to the table because I got these cult classic icons that I just listed as my leaders, and I go to work every day and I try to absorb as much as possible from them because they've had such longevity in their careers and they got to be doing something right. So, yes, I think a hero starts as a boy and then becomes a man and then is remembered when he's dead, and that's what I want to do uh, with Pablo and with Ray Santiago. Awesome. Got a question about uh, Bruce Campbell. He's been, uh, he, I love that dude. Like, he's hilarious in all his movies. Um, does he come up with his one-liners himself, or are they written? And what, what's he like to work with in real life? Uh, Bruce is um, Bruce is a class act. He takes really good care of us on and off set. He uh, welcomed us with, you know, open chainsaw arms. And, uh, <laughs> he, uh, he, 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 um, he is um, responsible for some of the one-liners, but he also may amend the lines and, and change them uh, when we're shooting. So he, he, he likes to honor the words on the page, but if something's not gelling, I think all of us sort of uh, have, have come to understand that the characters really are within us, and so we can sort of change things, and, and he does that as well. But I have to say, he's the king of one-liners, mm-hmm. and... Um, he is a perfectionist, and he gets it done on the first take. Uh, he says, you know, I wish things were like when we were in the uh, Herc and Zena days where we just did one <laughs> take and we huh. And I'm like, what? I need at least two takes, uh, especially on this show, because you, you're, you, you're so stunt-heavy. But, um, but somehow this man manages to, to get it right and get it right quickly and... Um, uh, yeah, I just try to learn as much as I can from him because he, he knows what he's doing. And like I, I go back to saying, he, is, um, he takes really good care of us. And he, um, you know, I have to say, like, as my bizarro kind of pseudo-TV dad, um, I learned so much from him. I get to go to work every day and, and watch him and, and, and learn from him. And then, you know, you kind of see the mirror and the, the parallel and the relationship between Ash and, and Pablo um, and Ray and, and Bruce. And, and it's weird because we get to go to New Zealand and we are completely removed from any normalcy and we're removed from our lives and we go to New Zealand and we just shoot this show for six months and I'm with Dana and Bruce and Lucy and we're together all the time. Like, when we're not working, we're, you know, Bruce is chartering a boat and taking us mm-hmm. into the middle of, like, you know, some some island and we, like, have, a, like, you know, a fun time where he's having poker night at his place. So... Nice. We really do like each other, and I think that that um, is is important when you have a show like this that is about you know this group of people trying to trying to get it together to save the world. Now, the Evil Dead is known for being for known for its one liners. What's your favorite one liner in the show so far, both season one and two, or even from the movie franchise? I would say. Uh, that mm, the favorite, my favorite one-liner would be "Shoot first, think never." Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, there's a there's a there's another line that Kelly says, which is uh, "Yippee ki motherfucker." Oh. <laughs> um, 
And uh, I mean, I gotta say, Groovy's Groovy's pretty great. Groovy's <laughs> pretty great. Can't go yeah. wrong with that one. Yeah, classic. Uh, so in season one, uh, Pablo had to choose uh, a weapon. He chose a revolver as his weapon of choice. Uh, what would you like to see him use, or are you cool with him having that? I gotta tell you, man. I um, personally, the revolver was handed to me and it weighs a lot it is not easy to hold that shit and look cool <laughs> i don't know uh I, people have done it in the past personally i like uh in in some of the press photos there's there's me holding a baseball bat oh. and um you know they had me trained to do all this sort of like sword fighting with like a baseball bat Interesting. and we didn't actually end up using it but personally i think the evil dead is is about using items that are not meant to kill someone mm. uh, or a demon with, and then they end up becoming becoming a, a weapon to kill uh, a demon or deadite. So the revolver is cool. I've come to love the revolver, but personally, I, I would love like a bat or um, you know. I think actually, what's what's really cool about season two is that. The revolver is the physical weapon, but I think that perhaps Pablo has a weapon within himself that we've never seen, that we haven't been privy to seeing, and that we will see in season two, and his strongest weapon lies within himself. Mm. Look at them hints he's dropping. tied to that medallion by any chance? Uh, I mean, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I think... I think the seeds were planted last season with with my uncle being a brujo and this mm-hmm. medallion, and um, and uh, and you know we definitely get to see him sort of go through this tortured journey. Um, but you know, like I said, he may or may not become the hero that he never thought that he could be uh, by the end of season two. And I think that. What's really cool about this season is that for Pablo, he sort of goes on this journey very similar to Ashes in the films in that he will forever be changed by the end of this season in a way that is very similar, similar to Ash uh, and, and, you know, and how he lost his hand in the films. Ooh. Nice. Season, I was going to say, a little bit of season two, we uh, do see Pablo's hand kind of working on its own, which is similar to yeah. what Ash had happened to him in the, in the, in the movie franchise. So it'll be interesting to see if maybe Pablo might be losing his hand and maybe getting a cool bionic hand with a revolver attachment. <laughs> <laughs> or um, You never know. You never know what might happen. <laughs> so, Ray, I got a quick question for you. Um, I, I did my research, and I saw that you are a big fan of James Woods, and I wanted to see what his influence is on your life and your, uh, your acting uh, uh, work or body of work and how you approach some of these roles. Uh, I would say that, that I'm so sorry, but somehow somebody wrote that on the internet, and that's not true. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh sorry. I, I, I'm, a, I'm good with James Woods. He's he's a good, great actor, but he's definitely not my. I didn't I didn't uh, I didn't uh, I didn't write that. I would probably say that um, somebody like John Leguizamo. Oh uh, man somebody that I relate to a little bit more, you know, as a kid, I used to watch his films and his TV shows and I wanted to work with him. And I remember being in LA after I'd shot Meet the Fockers and seeing him at a bank and wanting to go up to him and telling him how I felt. But 
I didn't. Because I stopped <laughs> myself because I didn't want to like fanboy out. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, you know what? It's all good. One day you'll work with him and then you can tell him then. And then sure enough, a couple of years later, I, I booked a role on this show called My Name is Earl and he played my uncle. And I got to work with him and I got to tell him how I felt and, and it was dope. But, um, you know, he's a pioneer for Latinos uh, in television and film and people like Jimmy Smith. Uh, you know, all these underrated actors that have been around for a really long time. A Bronx Tale is one of my favorite movies. Um, oh, you know, I happen to be from the Bronx, and, you know, I, I love that film. Um, and I also love De Niro. So uh, my, my, my inspirations uh, sort of span uh, all across the board, but those would probably be my um, top hitters. We're going to have to edit the, uh, the the Wikipedia or the internet. You yeah, know, yeah. <laughs> got to fix it. But it was great that you brought up your influences. Uh, you also talk about how uh, you're on that pioneering edge of like representing uh, Latinos in a positive way. We actually watch uh, a show that has uh, a Latino in it that we all love. Uh, Carlos Van, uh, Valdez, he plays uh, Cisco Ramon on the show The Flash. Have you oh, had yeah. a chance to watch the show? I haven't, uh, but I know. But I know he plays. He plays like a. He has like a, he plays like a hacker or something. Yeah, he's like right? a yeah, he's like yeah. a super nerdy tech guy. But like he he is Latino. They actually show they actually show like his Latino roots and about him trying to break out from like I guess a kid from the hood and being like a nerd and then getting a job being a scientist. Um, I'd have to give kudos to you and him being uh, these Latinos in like these genre roles the in the science fiction horror and then just holding it down out there um I, i'm hoping that there's more of this out there because we're huge fans of minorities taking front stage and being positive roles uh i i am uh i totally agree funny thing is i auditioned for that role i didn't get it wow. oh, devastated what? But everything happens for a reason, and, you know, we as actors, we, we all know each other, we all see each other in the room, and we all want the job, but, you know, what's yours is yours, and what's theirs is theirs, and um, I haven't had a chance to see the show, but I know the role, and now that you've informed me, I'm definitely going to watch it, and I think it's interesting that we have found the way to kind of like portray Latinos in a sense in, in a positive light is in this sort of um, scientific sci-fi, you know, intellectual hacker nerd scenario. We got to figure out how to start telling, you know, those stories and that's a window into some of them. So um, happy to keep doing it and happy, uh, you know, and, and, and kudos to him, man. Yeah, it's uh, great to see like Latinos not being roles where they have to say essay or Holmes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've, it's it's tough. It's tough, you know, because it's out there. I mean, even right now, I've got three scripts sitting on my table in this hotel that I'm at right now in Austin, doing promo for the show. And and before I'm talking to you guys, I'm reading these scripts, and I'm like, man, I told these people I don't want to do this, but <laughs> you have to, <laughs> but you have to honor like those stories as well and 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 so um you know i'm 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 never i'll never say no to to something until i read it and i always try to find um you know i try to find the, the beauty in all things and and i think all stories are supposed to be told but you can make the choice to tell them or not it's really up to you, to us so um at any point um back to ash i would like <laughs> to say that uh for those people who have not 
had a chance to watch Ash vs. Evil Dead, they can download the Stars app for less than $10, and they can binge watch season one, and then they can watch season two, and then they can watch shows like Power and Survivor's Remorse. It's basically like having Netflix or Amazon. Stars has put out an app. A lot of people kept telling me, how can we watch the show? I don't have Stars. You don't need to have Stars. You just need to have the app. So awesome. there it is. Nice. That's how I watched uh, some of it. Yeah, that's uh, it's actually free if, if you already get um, if you if you already pay for stars like through your cable provider or whatever, it's a free app. If you just sign into it and then just put in that you know you get whatever cable cable provider, then it's free to you already. You can watch it all on demand. That's a great promo, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> nice plug. Yeah, it's great plug. I do what I can. <laughs> I mean, they, so, they, they, kind of jump back they, in. They, they treat us really well, and they you know they have such diverse content on the air and I think you know these this day and age you have to kind of like really push it uh, so people can see it because we just have so much content and oh, um, yeah. Yeah. what's great is that with the app it sort of means that they have a catalog of content and and you know that kind of means like they're going to continuously need more content for this catalog which means Ash versus Evil Dead ain't going nowhere oh no. <laughs> man well kind of getting back into the show I know we're pretty wrapping up here pretty soon but um, the, the show is kind of funny but it's also pretty gory and also kind of scary like there's a lot of crazy like makeup and stuff like that um have there ever been an instance where something actually scared you on the show like uh maybe an actor might have came up to you a certain way and just freaked you out have you experienced that so far on the show uh there's things that are gross for (laughs) um like for sure there's things that are really disgusting but um I don't think I got scared. I haven't been scared of any actors or anything, but definitely uh, having been on the show and, and telling the stories on the show, um, I'm open to like there being other things and things out, other energies out there. Um, so I would say that um, I was shooting a, I was sh- I was shooting the pilot, and I, sorry, dude, I'm so sorry. They keep ca- the, this, these PR people from the show are calling me while I'm on the phone with you, and they're not getting the hit. Um, but uh but no there was this one instance where we were shooting the pilot and i was living in my place in new zealand and i kept hearing this noise in my house and i wasn't sure what it was and and it sounded like there was something in my closet shaking the closet doors and it uh freaked me out and i kept sleeping with the baseball bat next (laughs) you were trained I don't know what this is. It could be a rat. It could be a ghost. It could be some kiwi trying to cut me in half. I'm not having it. So um, it was the pipes. It was the pipes right next door. But for the longest time, I thought my place in New Zealand was haunted. But it was not. Hey, real quickly, uh, maybe this, I think this will be the la- very last one. Um, so I, I see that you sure. have been a producer and a director before. Hypo uh, gave you credit as a producer and a director. Can you tell us really quickly about that? So Hypo was a film that I wrote, uh, that, that I, I produced and directed, that was written by a really good friend of mine um, that was about a, about a hypochondriac. Hmm. And uh, it was my first experience in producing and directing and definitely not the last. I I feel like I have stories that I want to tell. I feel like having been on multiple sets and growing up on sets, uh, man, there's a lot of bad um, directors out there, and there's a lot of bad content. And now that I'm 
just starting to 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 get into a different world with Ash. Um, I would love to before the show is over, maybe direct a, a few episodes. Oh, I would love to play play Prince in a biopic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's great. I, I would love, love it. to direct a movie about a Puerto Rican family in the South Bronx. Um, so. I have my ideas and concepts. It's just a matter of time and, um, you know, uh, being prepared uh, for opportunities that are coming my way. Um, but, you know, it's just w- one thing at a time. You know what I mean? Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think we're going to do a chocolate bananas. And I want to say um, thank you so much for your time. We love the show. We're going to keep watching. We'll live tweet it. Uh, any last kind of promos you have or where can folks reach you or follow you on Twitter? Uh, people can reach me at Real Ray Santiago on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. Uh, please feel free to reach out, ask us questions, tell us what you like, what you don't like, and I'll holler back at you. Nice. Uh, and I would just also say encourage people to, to download that app. And uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead Season 2 airs October 2nd. I think it's a uh, fun, fast-paced uh, roller coaster ride, and people should check it out. I'm going to quickly say it's the best horror comedy on television by far. By far. We love it. Thank you so much.